everybody, what's up? This is Gratitude Unfiltered. How's everyone doing today? Tonight? In the morning? What's up? So good to see you guys. Wow. Every day is the same now, so I guess it doesn't really matter that it's Friday, but it's Friday. And you know what? I'm going to celebrate like it's Friday and like we're not every day is the same anymore. That didn't make sense. Anyway, so happy to have you guys here. We are live right now on the E360 network, broadcasting live all over the world on Facebook Live, Instagram TV, YouTube, Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Fire. So blessed to be here. So excited. Thank you. If you haven't already, please hit like, hit the subscribe button if possible, and of course, share this with your friends. We are going to have a lot of fun today. I'm excited. How to discover your purpose. How to discover your purpose. We talk about purpose. We talk about passion. We talk about, we well, we talk about a lot of stuff on this show. But in the end, it's to prove to you that God has a purpose for your life and it is way more extraordinary than where you're at right now. And some of you are pursuing your purpose. Some of you are all in. Well, you know what? Those of you that aren't, or maybe those of you who thought you were all in, may discover tonight you got more work to do, more work you get to do. But before we get into that, I want to give a shout out really quick to my sponsor. I am Conchita Cosmetics, home of the Lash App and Curl. Uh, allows you to apply fake lashes in five seconds or less. Look, I know some of you, you're all, everyone's trapped at home. The idea of getting all glammed up and beautified. You know what? Maybe you should get the applicator. You can use the promo code WELCOME10. Maybe you can use it, play dress up for your, your husband. Uh, maybe dress up for, I don't know, you and the kids can play dress up. I don't know. It'll be fun. But the fact is this, you can reuse the lashes that come with the applicator 25 to 30 times. Yes, it is sanitary to do that if you redo the glue. Uh, and of course, we have the eyeliner glue too. Check that out. Uh, but again, go to IamConchita.com. That's E-Y-E-A-M-C-O-N-C-H-I-T-A.com. Use promo code WELCOME10. And also want to give a shout out to My Brother's Keeper. Thank you guys. Um, this is an organization that I believe in. This is a ministry that I am a part of. Um, those of you that got to watch the testimony videos, you saw what this is all about. Um, but again, this is an organization that is desperate in desperate need for any type of support that you can give, whether it's a dollar or five dollars, give something. Uh, you can go to GoFundMe.com slash, uh, you can just do My Brother's Keeper. That's not the right uh, link down there. But um, if you want the link, I can send it to you. But it's GoFundMe. You can look up My Brother's Keeper 2020 and you'll find it. Um, or I'll send you the link. But anything you can give uh, would be extremely, extremely grateful for you if you do that. All right. So as you know, we go over, we talk about kingdom principles a lot on the show because frankly, that to me is the recipe for life. Um, that is the recipe to give you life and for you to play by rules that do not exist on this world. I love it when people, um, <laughs> when I when I was around a bunch of people, like going to the gym and they would always joke around with me saying, you don't follow the rules, do you? You just kind of do what you want to do. I'm like, well, yeah, I... <laughs> It's kind of like the point of living. I like to make my own rules. And they're like, well, how can you be a Christian and do that if you don't follow the rules? And I was like, there's rules in Christianity? I didn't know that. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, I don't know. I'm not religious. I don't know what that means. And they go, well, I don't understand. So how does this work? I go, well, I follow kingdom principles. 
And what's that mean? Well, they're like the laws for life. Like if you want life and life more abundantly, if you want to live an extraordinary life, you live by kingdom. And I don't consider that following rules because I know one thing, I'm not playing with earthly rules and I don't think you should either. So how do you do it? Let's get into it. With the help of Dr. Miles Monroe, no, he's not alive. No, he's not coming behind me. Although that would be amazing because I may, I think I may bow because that dude is a king. <laughs> so, but not, not bowing as in worshiping, but that dude's a legend. Like that's somebody that I, I don't cry when I meet celebrities. Although I did meet Vision from mindvalley.com. I did cry when I met him. Uh, but I would probably cry with Miles Monroe too. All right, let's get into it. Discovering your purpose. By the way, how's everyone doing today? Where's everyone from? Do you guys have an organization that you need to plug or you have a business that you want to put? If you have a skincare line, cosmetics, private jet company, whatever, plug in your uh, information. Let's do it. And again, you're going to want to share this with friends because this is amazing stuff. Like, I got into like three sentences of it, and I was like, oh, geez. So, this one's for the people. <laughs> and also, one more quick announcement. Tomorrow night at 6.30 p.m. Central, so whatever time it is where you're at, an hour and 25 minutes later, unless if you're watching on the replay, but at 6.30 p.m. Central Time, tomorrow night, um, I am doing a special Easter message about forgiveness. Um, it is unscripted. I have no idea what I'm going to say, but God gave me the word a few days ago and said, this is what I want you to do. And I'm not telling you what I'm going to do, but, um, I'm, I'm nervous. Like I'm letting you know right now, I'm, I'm thankful that God gave it to me early instead of like two minutes before, because I don't think I could emotionally handle this story that I'm going to share and what I'm going to talk about. Um, I mean, you guys know about this, but you haven't heard this message. And it may be the most powerful um, broadcast I've ever done, I'm hoping, because I'm surrendering it all to the Holy Spirit. Um, because God put it on my heart to share this message, and I'm nervous. I may cry. I don't know if I'm going to get through it. I don't even know how coherent it will be, but it's a message that God put on my heart. And when God does that, good things happen. So discovering your purpose. And by the way, if possible, you're going to want to grab notes. Um, you're going to want to take notes for this because there's a lot of really, really valuable information. Okay. <clears throat> I'm kind of nervous now. I talk myself up. I don't normally do that. Um, by the way, I want to say this. This is gratitude unfiltered, and I don't really say what I'm grateful for a whole lot because it's not really like an I am grateful for this kind of show. Gratitude unfiltered is about how you discover gratitude and through life's most traumatic moments. And so there's different lessons with that. But everything, every message really is centered around gratitude, even though I'm not talking about what I'm grateful for. But last night, um, one of the things, and I actually had a chance to talk to John Duffy uh, right before the show started. Great conversation. So good to catch up with him. Um, and just love that guy. Been on. We, we met on set filming a movie and just, 
he's one of the best people. But we started talking about the little things that we're discovering that are blessings through this this tragedy that's going on right now around the world. And one of the things that I've learned through this process is I'm learning how to be happy in the moment, like being present, happy, and just being grateful for what's around me in that exact moment. That's been one of the biggest takeaways that I've had from this experience. I'd actually love to hear any of you that are listening and have the ability to comment. I would love to hear uh, maybe something, a, a takeaway that you have had from this, this since we've all been, well, most of us have been quarantined, not me. Um, but then since we've been isolated from each other, like what's one of the biggest takeaways you've had? The other thing that I'm grateful for is, you know, this being in Oklahoma since July, I've gotten much closer to my mom and Robbie, which, you know, they're my parents. I mean, Robbie's my stepdad, but he's my, he's my parent. Um, I'm grateful to have been able to be around them, uh, this much, especially now. And even though I've traveled a lot while this craziness is going on, one of the things that I've been able to witness with them is the, they've been, my, my parents are like the perfect example of what a godly couple looks like. Um, that's inspiring, to be honest with you. It's, they're, they have fun, they're best friends, like legit, I think they've been married for over 20 years now, and they love hanging out with each other, and they pay attention to each other, they give each other space, they do their own thing, but like when they're together, it is one of the coolest things in the world to watch, and you know, I didn't have a good example um, of, of what family life looked like um, when I was a child, and my mom is amazing, but you know, my father had some issues. And um, I didn't really get to see what a happy home life, what, what a good father looked like. I didn't have that example. But I've, I've been able to see the, the man that Robbie, my stepdad, is and the kind of father he's been to myself. Um, and I'm and, and really a grandfather that he's been to the grandkids from my brother and even myself. And he's really set an example and a tone um, that has inspired me, that has given me something to like, I want a relationship that has those things. And, you know, and then like as God has worked on my heart and changed my heart, how certain things that I never cared about before, like children and, you know, family as really a, as a whole, whether it's my family or other people's families, like I've never cared about that. And now it's been something that is really, really, um, as, as God has worked on my heart, those are becoming, have become the desires of my heart. And I'm learning like how amazing it feels to truly love and care about other people. And that's been one of my favorite things about this quarantine is one, getting to see it more and more up close, like how when everything, all the things like they used to travel everywhere all the time and now they're stuck inside, but yet they're still loving on each other and they've decided that they've turning off the TV and you know, they're doing more things together and they're getting closer and it's inspiring for me. And I it just, I'm grateful for that example because I didn't have it before. And you know what? It's never too late to learn and it's never too late to have somebody to be able to learn, um, learn something like you, you can teach an old dog new tricks, 
man, I hate having come up with analogies sometimes, but you know, like one of the things that I've always been accused of throughout the course of my life, and this has been by my own family, is like, I'm not going to be a good father. Or I'm not going to be, you know, like, I don't have the heart to have children. Or I don't have the heart to, you know, to be committed in a committed relationship and love. And, you know, like, I resent that statement so much now because I know how much my heart is opened. And, and I've realized, and as we're about to talk about purpose, that so much of our purpose when I talk about our purpose isn't about us, it's about, you know, serving and using our gifts to bless other people. If I go pull back from that even more, instead of thinking of the grand, the grand plan and the grand vision at the core of my existence as a man, my job, my purpose is to lead a family and to leave the next generation better than what I came into it with. And that involves children, that involves being a husband, that involves all of those things. So I'm very grateful. This is a very long gratitude, but I'm very grateful for that example that I've been able to learn from them. And it, it, it means a lot to me because it's been, it's given me something to model and look after. And my pastor is the same way. So I'm grateful for that today. And if you want to share, if you're able to comment, if you want to share what you're grateful for, I would love to hear that as well. Or, or what your biggest takeaway is. Okay. Let's get into this. God is a God of purpose. Everything he does. No matter where, when, or how. He does for a reason. Everything that God has ever created, he created with a purpose and for a purpose. Let that sit in for a second. Everything that was created by God had a purpose. And everything God created was good, by the way. Everything. So, the trees, the flowers, the stupid birds that I don't like, the fish, the flowers, cannabis, mushrooms, all have a purpose. You, you have a purpose and you were created for a purpose. Purpose precedes creation. Everything in life begins and ends with a purpose. God is a purpose-driven God. Therefore, as a believer, you must be purpose-driven in all that you do in life. God's will for you is to live in breadth purpose. I want to make this clear. If you are a believer and you're sitting around right now, and, I, and if you're not a believer, I'm not talking to you, but I'm kind of talking to you still too also. If you're a believer and you're sitting on your hands right now feeling sorry for yourself, we're going to shake you up today. If you're somebody that has been, you're struggling, you don't know what you're going to do, you've lost your job, you've lost all this, and again, you're a believer, I want to tell you something. Good. 
I'm grateful you lost your job. You know why? Because now you get to step into your purpose. And your job is not your purpose. Most of you. And right now is a time for each and every one of you to dig deep and look inside. And find out what you're really made of. Check in with God. God, what do you have for me? Because your excuses, most of them have been ripped away from you. So now is the time to really dig deep and look inside, look at yourself in the mirror and get real. Were you happy in that job? Were you happy with what you were doing? Think, think about the things that have been taken away from you. How much joy did they really bring you? How much peace did they bring you? Purpose, the, purpose is the only thing that gives meaning to life. And it makes you relevant to this present generation and the generations after. The greatest tragedy in life is not death, but life without a reason. It is dangerous to be alive and to not know the reason you were given life. That, is, that was by Dr. Miles Monroe right there. What is purpose? Purpose can be defined as the original intent of the creation or thing. It's also known as the original reason for the creation of a thing or the end for which the means exist, the cause for the creation of a thing, a desired result that initiates production, the need that makes a manufacturer produce a specific product, the destination that promoted the journey, the aspiration for the inspiration, and the object one wills or resolves to have. Purpose, therefore, in a more personal context, can be defined as the original intent, the mind of God, that promoted him to create you. God created you with and for a purpose. There was a problem that God wanted solved and that prompted him to create you. The purpose for your existence was determined by God long before you were born into this world. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. 8.28, to them who are called according to his purpose. But remember, you were all created for a purpose. This isn't, that is not just for people that are believers. It's to wake non-believers up to the fact that you've got a purpose and it's different than the one you're living now because if you're not living for him, you're not living in your purpose. Because living for him is about living for other people. It's about dying for yourself. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are called according to his purpose. If you love God and you are in Christ, you, you have a, a magnificent purpose that you can own that you can take hold of, that you can pursue, and you can start running with it. Because when you are in Christ... That means you are also part of God's promises. If you're not in Christ and you don't love God, you're not in God's promises. So they don't, even though, even though laws work or principles, the principles work, however, there's consequences to not following God's purpose for your life. You can use God's principles, but if you're not in Christ, you're not in God's purpose for your life. It is important for you to know that God created you to be a player not a spectator in the affairs of life. 
Wherefore, seen also, oh wait, wherefore, seen we also are compassed about with such a great cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Life is a race. Life is a race. And, and, and one of the most beautiful things in the world is that it's, it's never too late until you're dead to accept your assignment for God. I mean, mind you, I know there's the deathbed confessionals and all that stuff or the deathbed, you know, hey, take me to heaven <laughs> things. But like where you're at right now, like most of you watching this show, I don't think any of you are on your deathbed. Right now. God has got something for you, available for you. But you just have to give up all of this crap that you're holding on to and surrender to his purpose. I assure you that by surrendering to his purpose, you will never feel more mighty. You will never have more joy. You will never have more peace. You will never ever again in your life have the ability to look at obstacles as opportunity that's like that's what the power of being in christ is is knowing that whatever's thrown at you the outcome has already been guaranteed is a runner a spectator or a player players are assets spectators are liabilities players are for prizes while spectators are for fun there are three groups of people that walk the face of earth today. Which one are you? A, those who make things happen. B, those who watch things happen. How many of you are guilty to being a spectator, like you're going for your daily dose of inspiration, you want to be inspired, but how many of you catch yourself, like even with a watching broadcast like this? How many of you are living vicariously through the broadcast that you're watching, but you're not getting the game yourself? I don't want that. I don't want you to follow me. I want you to follow him. If anything, when you watch this, I want you to be inspired to go out and step into your God-given purpose. Quit being a spectator. You were not meant to be a spectator. You were meant to be a player. And the third, see, the third group of people that walk the face of the earth are those who have no clue of what's happening. I would like to call those, is that even look lukewarm? I don't even know what that is. You cannot just sit down and watch things happening. You were created to make something happen, something unique and special. Your existence is the evidence that this generation needs something that your life contains. I'm going to say that. I'm going to, I'm going to read that again. Your existence is the evidence that this generation needs something that your life contains. You're created for a purpose. But your purpose cannot come alive until you are willing to be honest and live in truth. Truth 
sets it all free. It's my favorite part of this presentation. The manufacturer and his product. You've heard me talk about God being the manufacturer. Now you know where it's coming from. The person responsible for the creation or the existence of a thing is called the manufacturer, while that thing itself is called the product. The word manufacturer is a compound word made up of two words, manu, which means manual, and facturer, which means maker, manual maker. Hmm, I didn't know that. When a manufacturer makes his product, he produces a manual, which will help users of his product to understand the purpose of that product and how it was designed to fulfill that purpose. The manual gives you a foreknowledge on the specific function of the various parts in that product. A car consists of various parts which possesses their own specific function that contribute to the fulfillment of its purpose. Only the manufacturer has the right to determine the purpose of this product. Are you paying attention? Only the manufacturer has the right to determine the purpose of his product, not the customer nor the product itself. AKA, why the heck are you going to Bobby Joe Sue? God, I just went 1950 on everybody. Why are you going to Bobby Joe Sue or Billy Bob or Joe or Sarah to ask for life advice? What's my purpose? That's a God question. It's a God question. It's for God to reveal to you. Or your advice, or you're looking for... I mean, look, I know it's great to have mentors, but if you're not checking in with God first, you're doing it wrong. You are God's product. Therefore, He alone has the right to determine what your purpose should be, not you or any other per person. God has a manual for your life. It is your... It is your responsibility to find out what it says about you. Luke 4.17 And when he, Jesus, opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Ten things you need to know about your purpose. God is the source of your purpose. That's number one. Number two, purpose is constant. Your purpose doesn't go away. It doesn't change. You were created, your DNA, this little smash ball of DNA that you, were, you, that you are has a unique purpose. You're not rewriting that code. Of course, I'm sure there's, like Bill Gates probably wants to rewrite your DNA code, but that's another story. Purpose is predetermined. Before you were born, you were born for such a time as this. This right now. Everything in your life has prepared you for this moment. Every single one of you. Not a single one of you that's not watching. Not a single one of you no, wait, all of you, everyone listening, everyone watching, everyone that will ever come across this, you have a purpose. It was predetermined before. You were born for a time such as this. There is no accidents. There are no mistakes. I don't care if you have three ears. You are not a mistake. Your purpose is an integral part of you. Number five, your purpose is a solution to a problem. Your purpose is a solution to the problem or to a problem. Think about that. 
No one's going to love me because I have HIV. No one's going to love me because I've been in jail. No one's going to love me because I, I've been in, uh, I, the, uh, I've been homeless. No one's going to love me. No one's going to love me. No one's going to love me. I'm not good enough. All that crap. It's all crap. It's all nonsense. All those things that you say about yourself that don't align with God's word, I'm telling you right now, is not who you were created to be. I don't care what you've done in your life. Did you ever think for a second that thing you've done that you're so ashamed of is the very thing that is going to fuel your purpose? Maybe it's the solution to the problem that you solve. We shared yesterday and talked about what happens, you know, like, oh, I've always wanted to be a, a skier. I want to go ski at the Olympics. And then you lose a leg. Well, what if, what if your job is to invent or create or design the perfect prosthetic? What if the fact that you don't give up on your dream, even though your leg has been amputated or you have some other crazy condition like rheumatoid arthritis or cerebral palsy and you don't want to give up? And yeah, you may not be able to make the real Olympics, but, you know, there is the Special Olympics. And you know what? It's just as awesome. Your tragedy could be the thing that allows you to triumph once you reframe your tragedy. Once you understand that there are no accidents. Your purpose. Hmm. Your purpose determines your destiny. Your purpose is your assignment. Your purpose is interrelated. Proverbs 29, 18. Where there is no vision, the people will perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Got to have a vision. Got to. Write that, write that sucker down. But where it says... But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. What I was talking about before. I don't follow any rules. I don't look at kingdom law as rules. And that, the reason I have so much joy in my life, the reason why I have so much happiness is because I follow the law. The kingdom law. It's the path. It's the, it makes for the quickest path to your destiny. But every time you decide that eh, I'm going to go on a four day bender or, you know, I think I'm going to, you know, I don't, I found this wallet with a couple hundred bucks in it. I'm not going to give it away. I'm, I'm not going to give it back or I'm not going to turn it in. Like little things like that, little things of dishonesty, lying or manipulation, you know, uh, I don't know, cursing someone out, not asking for forgiveness, things like that. Yeah, that's going to shake things up in your life. There's consequences for all that. And that's going to divert you off your path. But staying on that path is ultimately what brings you joy. You cannot talk about purpose without talking about vision because purpose gives birth to vision. All those downloads, like when you dream at night and, you, and you're picturing things, I'm not talking about the 
the, the crazy sex dreams with elephants some of you people have or whatever it is like those wacky acid filled dreams I'm not talking about that but you know the ones I'm talking about where God speaks to you and he shows you something or maybe it's a vision as you're relaxing or you're meditating and you're sitting there or you're in prayer time or you're reading the Bible and all of a sudden you get flooded with like visions it's like movies playing in your mind. You're like, whoa, where'd that come from? That's God. And man, it's exciting. Like that's where Saturday's message from. And then the visions that followed it. Like it's been a long time. I don't get visions for myself very much. Or God doesn't do that with me. He does it for other people through me. But man, like I was in bed weeping, crying my eyes out. Like going, oh my gosh, no wonder he gave it to me so early. But God has a purpose for your life. And when it's revealed to you, it becomes a vision. So what did I just say? Those moments you're sitting there in your chair, you're relaxing, you're praying. You're just being quiet, you're meditating. You're in worship. And all of a sudden, That's God showing you what's possible for you. That's not God teasing you. That's what's possible. That's what's for you to pursue. And this is not in the notes here, but like when you get those visions, meditate on them more. Like stay in it. Write it down. Really take it in. Check in with God. Is this what you want from me? Will you reveal more? Sometimes he'll, he will. Sometimes he'll give you more. And then sometimes it's like it vanishes and goes away. And you're like, oh, well, I'm stuck with this. This is all I get for right now. But it's okay. The point is, that's God revealing more to you of what is part of your purpose. So what is vision? Vision can be defined as having an insight or revelation of God's plan and purpose for an individual or a nation. When you have knowledge of God's plan and purpose for your life, then you can say that you have a vision for your existence. In other words, vision means to have an understanding of your creator's intentions creating you. That's the coolest thing. Like that's like I I don't I don't know. There's so many cool things about God in a relationship with God. But I really like the visions. I like that. I, I I love them when I get it for other people. It makes me so excited. And what makes me even more excited is when like that vision is confirmation to them. I got one for a gentleman uh, the other day and I called him and I was like, This is gonna sound crazy, but and he's like Okay, I need to pray about that. And then literally the next day, like what the vision was about was like right on. And so now he's starting a new business, which is exciting. <laughs> like, it's so cool when that happens because it's, it's like that's when you, it's like, oh, wow, God. Yeah, you got my back. You know, and it's like it's hard to, it's hard to worry about what's happening when Like with all the other extra crap is when you have those moments with God and God reveals himself through a vision or a word 
or he speaks through someone else to you it's like that's when it's like wow this is amazing and then that makes it so much easier to believe in your purpose when that happens and if you're sitting here right now that and you're asking you well like i never hear from god i never get visions i never get this i never get that okay so what are some things that could keep you from hearing god what are some things anger resentment living a lie being a drunk monkey abusing drugs should i go on the music you listen to what you're watching on tv your vibration your energy what are you consuming what kind of food all that affects so you're missing out is the point are you hungry for God to speak to you. Are you hungry for, for God to show you what your purpose is? Does this matter to you? Because it's your only reason to be here is your purpose. You have no other point other than to fulfill your purpose. And again, that's a lot. It's not like one thing. Like... That's the core of your existence is that there's a need in the world and it's your job. You are uniquely qualified. You are uniquely made to be able to provide that need. And here's the thing. It doesn't matter if your purpose is for one person or a billion. It is equal. It doesn't matter. Because say your one purpose is to be a blessing in this one person's life. You don't know what that other person may go on to do. Maybe that person that you've inspired, that you've witnessed to, that you've whatever, shared your story with, shared the love of God with, maybe that person you spoke to had the power to go ignite billions of people. You don't know. But not one purpose is more important than another. Oh, I believe God's got his warriors. I, I believe that God has chosen ones, but it doesn't mean that people's purposes are any less or greater than. But the problem is, more people than not refuse to take ownership of why they were created. And that is a problem. When you have knowledge of God's plan and purpose for your life, then you can say that you have a vision for your existence. In other words, vision means to have an understanding of your creator's intentions for creating you. Purpose is your assignment, while the knowledge of your assignment is called vision. And the pursuit of your vision is called ministry. Ooh, that just gave me chills. Purpose is your assignment. While the knowledge of your assignment is called vision. And the pursuit of your vision is called ministry. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good, not evil, to give you a future and a hope. Jeremiah 29, 11. God created no man for evil. 
and all of this evil that's around us in the world. These are people that have defied their purpose. And the further you get away from your purpose, the further you get away from God. And the more tragic things get. And I know that there's a lot of rich and famous people out there that defy God, spit on God, crap on God, ugh, worship the devil instead. Their day's coming. <laughs> Their day's coming. The, the, the day is coming for everyone who's defied God and ran away from God and ran away from their purpose. Their, their time is coming to wake up. Or it's just too late for them. Not my problem. Like I can't control anyone's decisions. But the further we get away from our purpose, the further we get away from the creator, the further we get away from joy and peace and feeling complete. God's purpose for an individual, nation, or people is always constant, but his plan to achieve that purpose may vary from time to time. So God changes his plans. He's done it all throughout the Bible. He was going to destroy land and didn't. You know, sometimes God has to step in for protection. Sometimes that's why there's a delay. But God's promises always come true, period. Why does God sometimes have more than one plan? The variableness in God's plan for our lives is not due to his inability to bring about the fulfillment of his purpose for our lives with just one plan, but sometimes due to, A, our defiance to following our own plans and intuitions. Remember, we've talked about this before, getting ahead of God. Because we get impatient, we don't want to wait, so like, you know what? I know God wants me to be in California, so I'm just going to take off and go. Without him clearing the path. Yeah. And I can give you about 25 examples of this. And every time... It was like I had to circle back around the mountain again. Or I got detoured. So just so I can get back. The mistake we make, which takes us away from the course of destiny. So look, you start you you're walking in obedience, everything's going well, you're you know, you're just kicking butt, like everything is going in flow, and you decide to go, you know what? Everything's good now, I'm gonna go wreck some stuff. Well, you choose to go wreck some stuff. Um, AKA, I don't know, get reckless, be disobedient, act like a savage maniac, whatever you want to do. Anyway, that will shift your course. The opposition's success in distracting or derailing us from God's ordained path for our lives. The devil doesn't need to haunt you to win. He just needs to distract you. Remember, the most important thing not the most important, but you were created for a purpose. Like that's why you're here is because you were to contribute something to the world that it needs. That's why you're here. You're focused on the vision, focus, 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 focused. And like, I'm all in, I'm living kingdom life. I'm doing this. And then all of a sudden 
you get a curveball thrown at you, or not a curveball, but then all of a sudden you see another opportunity and it looks really good. It looks really sexy. Could be a sexy woman. I don't know. Whatever it may be, and you're cruising along, and then you get distracted and you go. It's kind of like, kind of like when you're at the gym, you're having a great workout, you're in flow, and you're like, yeah, this is good stuff. And then, and you're like, and you're in the zone. And you know what I'm talking about. Those of you who work out, you know what I'm talking about. You're being in the zone. And all of a sudden, you see some little hottie in spandex. And you're like, You get the point. Now all of a sudden my flow is gone. You're working hard at your desk. <laughs> oh, you're in the middle of a church service. And all of a sudden your notifications start going off because you've got a post that's going viral or whatever. Now all of a sudden your phone's vibrating and you're like, you've missed maybe the key point of the message. You maybe missed the reason why you were sitting in church in the first place because you had to look at social media when the pastor was talking or answer a text. That's how the devil wins. Distraction. Inability to make the right choices when the occasion demands it. I'm... I've told you guys about the acid story. Like, I would have been a talk show host and MC at in college. <laughs> but I decided to eat acid one morning. I won't go into that story right now. Our, our insensitivity to the leadings of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the greatest gift of all. Because, which ties to the resurrection... Jesus dying on the cross for you. But that gift of the Holy Spirit, man, it's the ultimate superpower juice. Like it, it, It's incredible. It, it, the, it's the ultimate navigation system. It is. But sometimes we ignore the promptings of the Holy Spirit because maybe we're about to go down the wrong path. Maybe we're about to do something that looks good but in the reality, it's distracting us from what we're called to do. That's a problem. But, but, a big old but. Nothing the devil does can stop the purposes of God. He always has a backup plan. Take that, devil. Ecclesiastes 3.1 To everything there is a season. And a time to every purpose under the heavens. There is a right time for everything. To every purpose in life, there is a time tag attached to it. Purpose is the reason why time exists. Purpose is the reason time exists. And guess what we don't have enough of ever until recently? Time. We're always complaining about that, right? There's not enough hours in the day. 
Oh, if I could just have two more hours in a day. What? So you can stay on Facebook longer? Just saying. I bet some of you found out really how productive you can be. Think about it. Not sitting in front of a TV for four hours watching sports. What are the sports people doing? Like, I love sports. I'm not going to lie, but like I don't really miss it either, which is weird. It's really weird. <laughs> like, I love the ball game as much as anybody, but it's gone now. Anyway, God establishes a purpose and also sets a time for its beginning and its fulfillment. Jesus said, my time has not come. In John 2.4, it is finished, John 19.30. Jesus never gave up until he finished his assignment. What is time? Time can be defined as a short interruption in eternity. A period that is allocated to you to fulfill what you were sent here to do. The clock is ticking on you and your purpose. What the heck are you waiting for? Time is always given for the completion of the course. I'm going long today. Just letting you know. I hope that's... If I don't... We may cut off on the E360 network, but that's fine. Stay with us on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram TV. Um, we're going to go long because I'm finishing this. This is too good. And again, thank you for everyone that's sharing. Thank you for all your comments. If you have questions, feel free to ask them. We'll answer them as soon as the show's over. But thank you again for being here. Uh, those of you who are just now joining us, thank you for being here. He who has time to burn will never give the world much light. Killing time is not murder, it's suicide. Teach us to number our days and to recognize how few they are. Help us to spend them as we should. Psalms 90, 90 12. Time starts when we are born and ends when we die. Eternity has neither beginning nor an end. God, who is eternal, exists outside of time. God sees the end from the beginning and sets our course according to his overall purposes. This is why you surrender. Not the only reason, but this is one reason why you surrender. This is like a thing. I wish it was the hotline calling so I could take callers soon, coming soon, coming soon. We're going to do that. Um, <laughs> the surrender, the sooner you surrender to God's purpose for your life, the smoother things are going to go. But the more you want to be a stubborn butthead and just sit there and sit on your hands and twiddle and talk about, well, life is unfair and this happened and that happened. Yeah, quit your victim crap. Eventually, you just got to suck it up. Eventually, you got to take it and use it. Quit complaining about what happened to you. Because it didn't happen to you. It happened for you. How in the hell can I be grateful for being molested. How in the world can I be grateful? Well, I mean, I'm grateful that I've been healed from HIV, but I mean, like, whatever. Like, all of the trauma, all of the failures, being homeless, the bankruptcies, 
All of it, the failures, the being screwed over, it all happened for me. I mean, to simplify things, it's given me a lot of content. <laughs> but it's also given me an opportunity to be able to relate to people in ways that most people can't. There's not a, a recovery room on the planet that you can't send me into that I can't relate to somebody there. You just can't. Because I cover all the bases. All of them. All of them. Thank God for that. Because it's given me a big freaking purpose. And I love it. I love it, I love it, I love it. I wouldn't trade it for the world. But you can have that attitude too. About your rheumatoid arthritis, your cerebral palsy, being cheated on. You can even use the fact that you were suicidal to bless other people. Maybe you had to go through that darkness to discover your purpose. Time is always given for a purpose. God gives every purpose a time that allows it to reach perfection. Time that is not used for its intended purpose is wasted and lost. So if you're living your life and the decisions that you're making do not align with your purpose. You are wasting time. How many of you are wasting time? You can change that today. God does not only determine the purpose of a thing, but he also determines the place for its commencement and its completion. Ooh. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and clave the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went unto the place of which God had told him. Genesis 22, 1-3. That is creepy. Purpose of people and passion. Your purpose is not to everyone but to a specific set of people. Remember, your purpose could be one for one person. Could be for 10, could be for 20, could be thousands, could be millions, could be billions. You were, you were not created to meet every need. I want to say that again. Some of you put so much pressure on yourself to be, be everything to everyone. Stop it. Stop it. Because as soon as you start trying to do that, you're so far out of your purpose. And yeah, we're here to bless other people. We're here to contribute to society. We're here for a purpose, and it involves other people. However, you can't be everything to everybody. Stay true to who you are. 
for all this people pleasing you're trying to do that's trying to win you thousands of friends and you think that's going to make you happier it's going to build your following guess what it's a crap lie from the devil stay in your lane stay true to who you are honor and respect your boundaries love yourself enough to say no if it doesn't align with what you were created to do. Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Moreover said unto me, Son of man, eat, thou, eat that thou findest, eat this roll, and go speak unto the house of Israel. So I opened my mouth, and he caused me to eat that roll. And he said unto me, Is that eating sushi? And he said unto me, Son of man, cause thy belly to eat and fill thy bowels with this roll that I give thee. Then did I eat it, and it was in my mouth as honey for sweetness. And he said unto me, Son of man, go, get thee unto the house of Israel, and speak with my words unto them. For thou art not sent to people for a strange speech and of a hard language, but to the house of Israel. God will only draw to you the people to whom you have sent, Adam and Eve, they, the sick, the diseased, and the demon-possessed all thronged around Jesus everywhere he went because of Acts 10, verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Here's the coolest thing ever. We get to do the same things Jesus did on earth. All of it. You all have that same purpose purpose that Christ had. It takes the compassion for you to be able to complete God assignment for your life. The people to whom are sent are the ones that will unlock your compassion. You have been tuned by God to respond compassionately to your purpose. It's interesting. So the um, the message I'm going to give tomorrow night about forgiveness is really also about compassion, um, and I'm not going to give it away what I'm talking about. Um, but compassion, it took compassion before I could forgive, and it was in forgiving that Jesus was able to forgive me. And when that forgiveness happened is when my full understanding and acceptance of the assignment, AKA my purpose all came into play and it happened in a very supernatural moment. Wow. 
And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude, and he was moved with compassion toward them, and he healed their sick. Matthew 14, 14. Jesus was not moved to heal the daughter of the Canaanite woman because she was not from the house of Israel. He only responded to her on the basis of her persistent faith. Wow. God has designed or formed you the way you are so that fulfilling your purpose becomes so natural. The reason why you struggle to do what other people are doing is because you are not designed to do those things. You are not designed to do everything but something specific. Discover what it is and stick to it. I'm going to say this again. God has designed you the way you are. You, you quirky weirdo. You goofy, artsy-fartsy weirdo. Yeah, you and me too. God created us this way. You're eccentric. God created you this way. You're dyslexic. God created you this way. In fact, dyslexia is a gift. So just accept it. Like all of these like weird things about you that you think are weird. First of all, a lot of people will find beautiful if you let it come out and play. But these little imperfections that you hide. Stop. Stop. Stop hiding who you are. iPad ringing, that's what it is. Anyway, stop. You, if you're a little freaky minded, and I'm not talking sexually, but you're just kind of freaky and weird, let your freak flag fly. Who cares? God created you that way for a reason. And the, the more you're suppressing that, it's like you're suppressing your light. Anything you're suppressing that you're hiding from the public is affecting your light. It's taking away from your gift. It's taking away from your purpose. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. Genesis 2, 7. After God designed you, he then put in you all things, the ability, capability, gifts, talents that you will need to get the job done. Those of you who say, I am not stepping into my purpose because I don't have blank. You're lying to yourself. You're making excuses, period, because God has given you everything you need already it's already inside of you everything you need to take your first step towards your purpose you have now you have it now quit waiting money is not an excuse because money's a lie or the 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 faith and the hope in money is a lie i assure you if you go all in on your purpose and what you were created to do for the kingdom, I swear to you that God will provide for you. You will not be without. You have everything you need anyway. But the resources that come from extracurricular, they show up. They show up. It's magic. I don't know what to tell you. Sorry. I wish I could go, well, this is how it happened. There's stork. The stork comes flying in and he goes, oh, here's your purpose. Drop it off. No, it doesn't work that way. You just have it. 
it, it just comes. It's like it, God provides. It's an energy thing. I guarantee you, it's an energy thing. Because you know, when you're in your purpose, you feel happier. You're more joyful. You're more determined. You're more focused. You're not farting in the wind. You're going for it. For the gift, potentials, and calling, purpose, of God are without repentance. Romans 11.29 Your purpose is the reason why God has designed you the way you are. Don't try to change it, but accept it and flow with it. Seven vital keys to locating your purpose. What is the deepest desire in your heart? Okay, this is where you want to take notes, okay? Got seven of these and we're done. So hang on. Seven vital keys to locating your purpose. What is the deepest desire in your heart? What is it? Share if you like. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Seek God first. 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 When you wake up in the morning, seek God first. Seek Him throughout the day, but seek Him first. Seek Him first. Create the habit of going to God first before you do anything else. I don't care if it's a simple, hey God, thank you. And then you can go use the bathroom or get your coffee. But seek God first. Create the habit, first thought, thank you God. Start the habit and build from there. Put the reminder in your phone. If you set an alarm, in the alarm where you can change the text to name the alarm, put seek God first when your alarm goes off. I don't know why anyone would be setting an alarm right now, but just in case if you are setting an alarm, you know why. Or if you're listening to this in three years because you know this content doesn't go away, if you're listening in three years and you set your alarm, put seek God first. But, and really put God first in everything. Put God in your, first in your finances and your workout, your marriage, your relationships. It, it, just things go better. Number two, what stirs your passion? Passion is the zeal, fire, excitement, and intensity that you feel about things that are important to you. Passion is powerful. And his disciples remembered that it was written, The zeal of thine house hath eaten me up. John 2.17 Number three. This is a good one. What flows naturally out of you? So, again, I like to use serving and like volunteering. In this, in this example. And the reason why is because, you know, when you, when you have a job, there's a, a pressure, right? There's a, like, I, I'm worried. I, okay, well, I got to do it this way so I can get paid. Or I got to do it this way so that I'll make my boss happy. Or I need to use this sales technique, whatever it is. But when, when you're serving, like, there's no agenda or there shouldn't be. But in serving, you're, things just naturally show up. Like, they just come out of you. They come through you. 
that's why serving is one of the, it, to me, is the best place to discover your purpose. Your course of destiny will feel, <clears throat> your course of destiny will feel right, will feel natural as you discover it. People who have found their place in God's plan are doing what is natural to them. Like, again, to use this as an example, and I'm not bragging, but like, this is this is like natural for me. Like my whole life has prepared me to be a talk show host. <laughs> like, and to talk about the things that I talk about. My mom was sharing with me last night when we were talking. Like I've always been drawn to shock jocks. Like I listened to rate talk radio and infomercials and all that, but like growing up as I got older, I loved shocking material. I love, you know, we were we were actually not even talking just about radio. We we're talking about you know, the, all the conspiracy stuff that's going on. And like, I've tapped out, like I'm done. I don't, I'm not paying attention to it. It's too easy to read into. It's sucking my joy and none of it's pleasing to God. I don't care if I believe it or not. The fact is it's this there and it's not contributing to my joy or my happiness, or it's not helping me contribute to society. If anything, trying to wake people up, I'm sorry, but it's too late, too late. It's too late to woke people to the hell on this earth. So I'd rather expose people to eternal life instead and what joy is so i'm not talking about that crap anymore just done i believe it i know it's happening don't care i'm gonna talk about jesus instead because i want you guys to live purposefully because when we come out on the other side of this thing dadgummit some of you have some stepping up to do some of you have some you no not some of you all of you have a purpose all of you do so quit running from it God is going to chase you down. And eventually, you're going to wake up to the fact that Jesus loves you too. But, like, I think, I, we're, so to finish what I was saying, like, I, you know, we we're talking about that material and then talking about, you know, I love Howard Stern and Opie and Anthony and Don Imus was kind of shocking a little bit. But I, I like to be offended. Like, I enjoy it. I love having, you know, different pieces of information. I don't care if I agree with it or not, but I like to be able to see like all sides of something, right? So like, I don't always go to the Bible for information. Like sometimes I like to, you know, there's a, I'm trying to get a neuroscientist on the show and um, who, who um, was with, on with Stephen Furyk uh, the other day. And I, I like, I'm trying to get her on the show. Got to have her on. But I like information like that because I want to tie it back to the Bible. Believe it or not, it was tying conspiracy stuff back to the Bible. That's what helped strengthen my faith a lot. And what made me believe so much, other than my supernatural encounter, the head knowledge part came when I was able to tie the Bible into the conspiracy side of things. But, like, it's, like, I'm a Christian shock jock. Is and It was kind of funny, even though I don't call myself a Christian, really, but follower of Christ shock jock doesn't work as well. So I guess I have to call myself a Christian shock jock now. But but like I, I, I've always been drawn to that it, the stimulus. It's stimulus, whether it's shocking, polarizing, mean, you know, it's, it's I, I've been drawn to that. And this whole time, all that stuff was preparing me and shaping me to do what I'm doing now. Some of what you can see, some of what you can't see yet. But it's amazing. But this is like a natural thing for me. Like I just, nat and, and, and it's, I didn't go to broadcasting school for this. 
for whatever reason, it's just worked out this way. But for you and your purpose, it's the same thing. And believe it or not, your trauma and the tragedies and all that stuff that you've, you've, you've encountered play a massive freaking role in that. Number four, where do you bring forth fruit and produce good results? You will need to sit and discover the areas where God has been using the most. Wait, you need to sit and discover the areas where God has been using you the most or the nature of the lives he has been using you to touch. You will need to sit and discover the areas where God has been using you the most. Where's God been using you? Or what kind of people does he have you around? Typically, it's going to be people you can relate to, right? Probably why the whole term equally yoked matters so much. A tree is known by its fruits. Matthew 12, 33. Number five, what is the witness of the Holy Spirit in your spirit? God has a way of letting us know what is right, what is wrong, and what his will is. Calling it a feeling, a known, an intuition, or a green light on the inside, we all have a witness in our spirit when something is in question. Discernment. For as many are it for for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Romans eight fourteen sixteen. Number six, what do mature Christians see in you? You are not alone. God will bring to you friends and leaders who can help you onto destiny's course. A man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. Judgment. Proverbs 18.1 I am. I was talking about um, my brother's keeper earlier, and the man that founded my brother's keeper in Oklahoma City here is my pastor, Pastor Philip Castillo. And you know, I was somebody that when I was in L.A. and San Diego, um, in Vegas, and like when I was living in those places and was and was bouncing around, I was bouncing around with churches too wasn't going consistently to any church. And the problem with that is that I didn't have a church home and a church home is important, but in finding a church home, you want to find a church that aligns with your vision. Well, one of the things that also that I really struggled with is that I didn't have a mentor. Um, a lot of people wouldn't mentor me because I scare a lot of people. <laughs> I scare a lot of people. Um, and, 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 and that's great, but it's also disappointment, disappointing because it's heartbreaking to, you know, every time I would see a new pastor and like going, look, man, I, I can help your ministry. I can do this. I can do that. And they blow me off or not take me serious. Or they'd hear my testimony and run away from me, <laughs> you know, not literally start sprinting, but 
they weren't they weren't it's like all of a sudden they blew me off and they didn't want to have anything to do with me I'm sorry but that freaking hurt and like I had a lot of resentment I mean when I first came to Oklahoma it was like I one of the resentments I had to get rid of and for areas of forgiveness was the church but thank God for word of God church and my brother's keeper because I found a church home I found a group of men and women that are like me and also a pastor who's like us too I'm so blessed to have a mentor that's been walking with the Lord for 40 something years but when you're living for the Lord and you're living in purpose and you're pursuing it you don't need to run a Craigslist ad to go find people to help you I swear to you, I mean, it's good to be productive, but I swear to you that God will bring you the people that you need to carry on your mission. It's how it works, but it won't happen if you're living a freaking lie. Quit lying to yourself. Quit. Quit living a lie. Quit living a secret life. You will never be blessed in the way that you want living like that. And the reason why you want mentors is because you need people to correct you. And your journey with Christ is your personal journey. But when you have believers that you can go to and go on, I'm, I'm really struggling with this. Or what do you think about this? Or like, what do you, what does the Bible say to you? What does this passage mean to you? It's good to have those people in your life, but when you're going for it, those people will show up for you. Number seven, what career or ministry do you feel the peace of God about pursuing? Only you can answer that question. Or you can communicate with God about it and he'll answer it for you. But seeking other people to answer that for you, they can't. I mean, you can... Other people will say, hey, I see this for you or I see this in you. But for instance, even with me, like if, you, if you're watching right now and I've ever given a vision to you, um, you can attest to what I'm about to say. But I'll be like, I, I think it came from God. I believe it did. And this is what I see for you. But here's the thing. God will confirm. God will confirm this to you. I don't know if it's right. I don't. I got this download. I believe it's for you. And... But you will have other people come and confirm it if you, they haven't already. Because sometimes I'm the third person that comes and confirms something. Or sometimes I'm the first. I used to be the first. Now it feels like I'm the third most of the time. Because every time I say something to somebody, it's like, yeah, I got confirmation already. Or I've, I heard that. Just heard that. That happens. But no matter what, God will confirm it for you. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and minds through Christ Jesus. Wow. So, how do you feel? What do you think? 
I um that was really really I I love that. I learned some things. Did you? Uh, do you feel that this is to be valuable for anybody? Because if so, please share. Like wherever you're watching from, please share this with somebody. I believe that this is powerful. I believe that this will be life changing for a lot of people. And you know, it's just a lot of people. It's like it's such an easy thing for us that know our purpose in life and are at peace with it um, or relentlessly pursuing it. It's really easy, you know, for us sometimes to take it for granted and just go, oh, well, I know my purpose. But the fact is, a lot of people don't know theirs. And there's a lot of people that thought they knew their purpose, and then this whole thing happens, and it's like, well, God, what, what, what am I here for? Well, I believe that using this guide will help you get there. I believe that the timing of that message is going to be very powerful for people. I'm not taking credit for it because, well, first of all, I'm not Dr. Miles Monroe and everything that I added to this didn't come from me anyway. So got to thank God for that. Well, listen, um, thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for subscribing. Um, you know, thank you for just being involved again. Tomorrow night, um, I would be really, really grateful uh, for everyone to watch and and be a part of it. Um, I'm going to experiment with a couple things, but really the message and what God has put on my heart to share, um, it probably and I mean, it's going to be it'll be funny, um, but it's going to be heavy. It will be uplifting. It's going to basically take you through the circle of not the circle, but the roller coaster of emotions. So be prepared for that, but I'm planning on, um, I'm setting the intention to just let it all out and, and, and let God do what he wants with it. So thank you for being here again and uh, God bless you.